And this is a spoiler review of Wonder Woman 1984. Don't bother me, I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a good one. I'm the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. And we're two guys that like BSing at work. And today we're BSing about the BS movie that was Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, now, this is a spoiler review, so if you have not seen it yet, you know, click on another pod of ours, listen to that first, then watch the movie, then come back and listen to this one. Uh, but you know, we wait, we wait a little bit. It's all, it's almost been a month to the day that it's come out. Four days from now, as of this recording, it would have been a month since it's been out. So you've had time to see it. And four days from now, as of this recording, it's going to be off of HBO Max anyway. So exactly. So. You know, if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to hurry up and see it. Uh, but this is, like I said, a spoiler review. Uh, spoiler alert, neither of us liked it. But before we do that, I, I tend to try to talk about the positives first. I didn't hate it. I want to just start off there. It's like, because you really disliked it. And uh, another dope blogger, Tim, he really disliked it. I'm more, I never had high hopes for it. Like, I liked the first Wonder Woman a lot, but it wasn't like I was going in thinking this was going to be a masterpiece. Also, I didn't hate certain elements of it. We'll get more into it, but I definitely fall into more middle meh territory than any type of, like, I think this is complete trash. Not saying I think, think this is art either, but, you know, go ahead. Well, yeah, when, and when I call it art, I mean, this is art to somebody. I'm sure Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have, were very passionate about this. So I try not to just rip everybody's work apart. So I usually, when I do reviews, I start out with the positives first, and then I get into some of my more criticisms. Um, Gal Gadot definitely was not the problem in this film. All the criticism I've seen of her is, uh, to put it frankly, bullshit. I People just dislike her. They think she's not right for Wonder Woman for one reason or another. And as somebody that was kind of more into DC comics, mostly Batman, I don't see how she's not Wonder Woman. Uh, I think uh, she's perfect for Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, me too. I think she's a good Wonder Woman. People and, say and, she's too skinny because she was a model or something. She also was part of the Israeli military. So pick your, you know, pick what you really are going to argue about why she's wrong with it. But I think wow. she did good. I think her and the Steve Trevor character in the movie still had a good dynamic. Um, I, Pedro Pascal can play any role. Well, I'm, I'm 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 glad I'm glad you said that because that's where I was going to start with the the thing that I did like about it was the characters, the actors, the acting, like all that stuff was good. I thought they had great everybody. I thought the casting was pretty was really good. I thought the acting was really good. I thought everybody brought their character to life in their respective roles. Um, Kristen Wiig, I really enjoyed in her role. I think yes. the. They could have did better with Cheetah, but at the same time, I think she was fine. Like, I think she played the role as well as she could have played the role. Absolutely. I was skeptical on the casting, but I don't think her acting or what she did for the role was the problem with her character in the movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, 
it's funny because I'm saying I'm not trying to rip apart anybody's work, but for me, the biggest, the only problem with with this was uh, up top, which was you know writing, direction, plot, that type of stuff. But the the voice, I mean, the talent um, itself, I thought was pretty good. I thought, I thought, like I said, the characters were great, the acting was great, everybody did their part. I like the theme of the movie of, you know, you can't just wish for things to happen. You can't take shortcuts. You can't. That's another thing. People are saying the intro, and this is a spoiler, so let's start getting into spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. And I have it on in the background, and it's on your favorite scene, the intro of Kristen Wiig's character when she's that nerd that, who would ever think Kristen Wiig is attractive in a baggy sweater? But anyway, um, the intro scene at the mascara, people say that has no point to the movie and upon first viewing of this film halfway through i said the first scene is about not taking shortcuts this whole movie is about not taking shortcuts right because you don't really get what you want right exactly and like out of all the things we have problems with direction wise in this film that was one i just did not understand because i'm like do people really need you to get spelled out that message i guess so because a lot of people apparently missed that and me it's not like me or you defend like the direction of this film but i I, I thought that was one of the positives i didn't think no no the opening scene was awesome and um i i i kind of get what people are saying i wish they could i I guess i guess the point is they could have brought it up a little bit better and and but I, i agree with you the message of the of the opening scene was the message of the movie um, and again, I'll get to some of those criticisms later because I think it could have been brought back a little bit better in a better way. It was kind of a convoluted message sort of way t- type of thing. But also the problem with the opening scene was it was completely different tone from the rest of the movie, which I think hurt. Both um, opening scenes, both that in Themyscira and then the one in the mall. Right. That was That's pretty much besides certain fashion of the... Uh, like cheetah wears i forget her her barbara minerva wears in the movie like besides a little bit of fashion here or there this could have taken place at any time yep like they didn't really hit home this is 1984 in any really great way besides that opening scene in a mall which you know can't be the 1980s in america without a mall so i get why that was included but i thought that scene was felt the most ham-fisted and forced in because so you're telling me there's this black market like store in the back of a mall store that's nothing but artifacts and rare jewels and all these different things from across the planet and that's in a fucking mall <laughs> like the, like the, like like listen man i'm all for a black market anything to start a movie with the superhero starts breaking in but from the crime standpoint they're risking everything to do the black market dealings within the confines of a mall that where the store has set up in the you know, in the scene is like right by the food court. Right. Like there's a camera on that. Like I, th- those are the things that I find weird about this movie because like the wish stone, whatever, like I'm fine with a villain. That's not necessarily the beat up villain. Like that's why I'm cool with Cheetah being in the movie the way she is, but just like the lack of like logic within the world they've already established. Really, a, la- a lack of logic in the plot. Really, yeah. that's that's really that's re- and I feel bad because like we're already starting to hit criticisms because it's like okay. Well, I mean, dude, we can we can touch on good things as we go along. There's way more criticism. Like, and, and all, yeah. right, let's start with the biggest one. It's it's like good things. How, how the fuck are we just gonna be okay that she kind of like this one dude lost his consciousness 
and just he had his body taken over by Steve Trevor. Oh no, no, come on, we gotta ease into that because I no, 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 that's the biggest. That is a huge. That's the biggest one. Let's be real. That's the biggest one. If 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 the movie because the movie later establishes that the wish stone can literally just form things out of thin air, like the wall in the unnamed Muslim country, like so. There's a wall that just appears. So you're telling me Steve Trevor couldn't just appear? Somehow it was not, it was like some random dude just lost his consciousness. Is he in hell? Is there a hell? Does he just not exist anymore? Like what? It obviously he exists because his body's still there. He has an apartment. Like, did he have a job? It's just never addressed. And they have sex. Like, like that's that makes it so much weirder. Cause they like it's not like it implies it and there's a little haha joke about it. The movie clearly shows they, they got intimate. And that's not Steve Trevor's body. Right, like, no. you can't do that the other way around. No, that's that's a huge problem. If that was the other way around, if that was a woman, and not to mention the to character. Be fair, it's a problem now. Like, the way it is, everyone's addressing it. Like, it doesn't matter what, you know, male, female, whatever. You, they, everyone I've talked to that saw this movie has had a problem with that. So it's not even like it's not a problem now. That's pretty much the biggest criticism besides the lack of action. It's just Oh, very valid criticism, and it doesn't even make sense because you establish later in the movie the dream stone, wish stone, whatever, can create things out of thin air. Well, there's two parts of that. One, that was incredibly bad taste, and even the guy, <laughs> even, even the guy's name in the movie, his character is literally just called the handsome man. So it's it's definitely one of those. Yeah, if this was the other way around, and a guy slept with a woman and with a woman whose real body has no, you know, you know, recollection of what happened or has no control of what's going on, and it was just called the pretty woman, that movie would have been canceled, you know, ASAP. So that's a problem. Um, two. To answer your question, but this is what I'm talking about, the writing. They didn't do enough to explain what was going on. Yes, even though the wish stone can make stuff appear, the whole point of it was there's a trick to it and there's always a catch. So really, what uh, again, really what the problem was, was, yeah, you can have him back, but you're not going to just have him back. You're going to have to sacrifice somebody else's life to get him back. Are you okay with that? And they never established that. Yeah, they, they were a shit job at that. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they actually matter of fact, the one the one time they talked about it, she was all for it. She was like, "All right, I don't care that this guy's life has been taken away from him. My Trevor's back. I don't care." So even if they added a scene or something where maybe his wife and kids see them out, and his and his wife is like smacking him because he she thinks that he ran away from home and is cheating on her, but he's not. It's it's Trevor. Where it's like, oh, that's right. We took somebody's life away from him. We can't do this. They should have at least included that. That would have made a whole lot more sense and would have tied the morals of the story better. And they didn't care about that, though. That's what it made it. Right. That's what I'm saying. They didn't care at all. If if she wasn't losing her powers, because that was the quote unquote trick of it, that shouldn't have even been the trick. The trick was, no, you can't have him back because to have him back, somebody else's life has to be exchanged. Like, like that's legit. That should have been the chick. Sorry to cut you off, but I ju- I'm, once again, I'm watching this again right now as we speak. It's up to one of the better parts where uh, Barbara slash Cheetah is getting like, you know, harassed in the park and establishing that whole friendship. Now, they did a good job. Kristen Wig and Gal Gadot did a good job with their chemistry. I don't think they were bad. I just don't. So you could have established 
that the that some dude that's been messing around with Barbara disappeared and just flaked on her after they got intimate, and that's the dude's body that got taken over by Trevor. Like you could have literally worked in a side plot that also amplifies why Barbara really hates uh, Wonder Woman all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like, like, and that's one scene, like you said, that's me literally just thinking of it just now going, huh, instead of just pretending like no one in science would have found Kristen Wiig attractive working with them over 20 years, that she had a boyfriend, boyfriend flakes on her. Oh, what was my boyfriend doing with you? And then uh, Diana, and then all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, that's how she got Trevor back. She took the, her friend's boyfriend. Her, the only friend she's apparently had in about six decades. Right. Yeah, that that was a huge problem with the movie, the whole way they handled the switching bodies thing. And I get it. She got that from a movie that she liked growing up. Um, but still it just didn't work. That just didn't. I, I thought honestly, when I when it first happened, I thought the dude died. So I was like, oh, okay, so the dude is dead. He must have had like an overdose or something. And that's why Trevor woke up in his body. And then it's like, no, that's not true. He's alive. <laughs> just, uh, he just, his mind's been taken over by Trevor's mind and only Wonder Woman can see that it's Trevor. Everybody else still sees him as whatever the other game, whatever his real face and name is. So, And another thing about the whole Trevor uh, plot that just annoyed me was they go to a museum and for whatever reason, the museum has fully fueled airplanes and aircrafts at it. And not only are they uh, fully fueled, but a World War I pilot can just fly a jet. I don't think that's how it works, guys. I'm not a pilot, but I'm almost confident. I'm almost 100% confident that a World War I pilot cannot just be dropped off in the 80s and fly an aircraft with absolutely nothing to go off of besides whatever he was flying in world war one that's just me though what do i know i'm just a guy watching a movie about a demigod fighting a cheetah woman so i really don't know that much but i do know i don't know how to fly that shit yeah it was it was there was a lot of plot holes in that movie that just didn't make sense besides Uh, the body rape which one is your biggest problem Because I think, at least from the conversation we had after initially watching it, you really, 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 really couldn't stand this very played out trope of oh yeah, no, the it was- nerdy person just being picked on like it's high school. And it's not like me and you will like list Kristen Wiig up there with like Rihanna or somebody. But Kristen Wiig is far from unattractive. Right. Like she's not ugly. Like well, it's funny because it's funny, and that's when I said, "So this is Amazing Spider-Man two all over again." And like I said, uh, she they changed. It's my birthday for, but you hired me. It was literally the same character, and just like you know that movie's uh, Electro didn't work. This does not work. It's matter of fact, this is better than Electro, bro. I I gotta just stand up for this. No, no, no. But what? But no. But what I'm saying is, matter of fact, this character makes even less sense than Electro's character. No, she doesn't. That's what I'm saying. At least in this movie, just based off the movie, she goes from never being noticed to being noticed because the side effect was her. She said she wanted to be more like Diana, not knowing she had superpowers. Right. So when she got the superpowers, 
she beats up the guy who tried to assault her. She does random things that make herself feel powerful. It's very selfish. And she doesn't want to lose it. That is very consistent. She wasn't a random stan of Diana. They, they both viewed each other as their only friend. Like that, that, that was one of the only things in the movie. No, no, no. What, no what, I'm, what I mean by that is the origin story of her being picked on made no sense to me. Like, at least Jamie Foxx looked like a weirdo. He looked like somebody that people probably would not pay attention to. You know what I mean? Christian Wig was a, an attractive, nerdy woman who, and, you, and you're the one that said this, you're telling me that a bunch of nerds that work at a museum aren't going to hit on Christian Wig. Like, she drops her papers, and the dudes literally look at her in disgust and walk oh, away. Oh, yeah. If she, if, if she worked at, as, like, the head archaeologist, or she worked at the Smithsonian Institute, like it is in the movies, in 1984, and she looked like that in that first scene, and she drops those papers, there would be some nerdy, greasy loser trying to white knight her all the time. Come up to her like, oh, I, I can't believe no one's helping you. I'll help you with these papers, m'lady. Right. That level somebody, of nerd. Somebody would, be- somebody would have torn an ACL to get on that floor that fast to help her out. And, and it just didn't. And it just didn't. And, that, and I'm just being realistic. I'm like, I'm like, that makes this plot line makes no sense that people just treat her like shit and it's like again this isn't high school if this was high school it would make more sense this is this is professional world professional adults working in a museum so they're all nerds and and we're not saying that as a bad thing we're nerds we're doing we're literally doing a pod about a superhero movie so we are nerds oh yeah we mean nerds as in you guys are smarter than this (laughs) like right like like there is nothing but black panther stuff in my background right now so my like well i'm saying these are all people who probably don't get out much who probably are invested in their work who probably don't get ladies like that and now we're talking about a woman who again like you said is not an ugly woman needs help and people are literally rolling their eyes at her and looking at her like oh look at this loser why would anybody want to talk to him like that i'm like this this origin story doesn't make sense It, it makes zero sense to me and when and, and to your point, it was consistent on, you know, she fell for Pedro Pascal right away because he showed her love and she couldn't realize that he was just using her. Um, you know, she was trying her hardest to to keep her to keep her powers, not just because of her powers, but because she felt powerful for once. Besides the superpowers, she just felt confident for, for once in her life. And and as somebody who is a shy person, I understood that logic. But Every other part of that just kind of didn't make sense. And it, it gave me Amazing Spider-Man 2 vibes where it was like, oh, I want to be like you. Oh, but you're jealous of me now that I'm like you. And I'm like, nah, like, come, like I feel like that's such an unrealistic origin story. Like, we could have done so much better. And, so- for every, and for everyone listening, the reason he keeps, like, comparing Wonder Woman 84 with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is because right before Wonder Woman 84 dropped, we had a conversation off the pod about how trash Amazing Spider-Man 2 is. And Brett went from not seeing it then, thinking it was all right, to me just re- repeating the plot. I didn't even go in depth to why I really hate that movie. I repeated the plot and he just was, had an epiphany like, oh yeah, that was a trash movie. That, so that's why this is not a random comparison. It's just a comparison we've been making to the movies. And so that's the reason behind it. And yeah. because once he watched this movie, 
that you said off rip your first thing was this was amazing spider-man too yeah the, the moment i saw her stumble in heels and drop those papers i said oh my god they electrode her that's a, that's a, you could you could ask uh the person i went to the movies with my friend marquise i literally turned to him and said oh my god they electrode her that's because i already knew where they were going with with this with this storyline i'm like this is terrible this is you know it's it just makes no sense and the funny thing and, and you know after the movie was over i watched a lot of reviews i watched a lot of you know background stuff because i was trying to figure out what was going on with this movie and what's ironic here is the first wonder woman was so good for the same reasons all the other dc movies sucked and which was suit interference apparently everything that we actually liked about wonder woman one had nothing to do with patty jenkins and the little parts of it that people didn't like had everything to do with patty jenkins and it's and patty jenkins from what i know because i'm not gonna act like i'm an expert she has a pretty good reputation as a director and as somebody you know in the movie industry but there were certain things about wonder woman one that she fought back on that the suits made her put in wonder woman one and it actually turned out that they knew what the hell they were talking about this time she had basically full car blanche in this movie and it was a freaking disaster and so it's just ironic that dc's movies have been a problem because there's been too much suit interference but the one movie they got right is because the suits got their way, which is really just as a DC fan, like that just scares me because it just shows that Warner Brothers still doesn't know what they're doing with these movies. And I I love a Marvel movie as much as the next person. But I think I said it in the reboot pod. I'm a DC fan. Like I love DC. Give me Batman over Spider-Man any day of the week. Um, as much as I like Black Panther, I would rather see a Black Lightning or a Static Shock movie. Um, I, I am a huge DC fan, so it breaks my heart that it seems like they still don't know what they still haven't found their recipe for success. And but also was, at, at the same time, this is this movie was in a lose lose situation, right? Because it's a sequel to the first Wonder Woman, which came out during the most you know crazy period of the DCEU. So mm-hmm. now we have the what's it called? There's the Snyder Cut coming out in, in a couple of months which is pretty much going to be a soft reboot of the entire universe. Like Warner Brothers, as of this recording, plans to have three different Batman going at the same time. Batfleck is one. The Matt Reeves movies uh, with the Twilight Dude is, is the other one. And then they're going to have Michael Keaton in some capacity as Batman again. Come on, Batman Beyond. So I have faith in the sense of they can write this because they're, they're obviously going the more x-men route than mcu route at this point because they have to do this soft reboot this the snyder cut is essentially x-men uh days of future past or something along those lines of of fixing the inconsistencies because they're going to introduce flashpoint they're going to do all these things that make us forget about the bad hopefully because 84 feels more like the first suicide squad than the wonder woman movie the, the first one or birds of prey Mm-hmm. because i think those are better movies the first wonder woman movie has has better action scenes i think this movie suffers because of the lack of action besides which, all the things we said which by the way was a was a patty jenkins thing she didn't she didn't want to have a big action scene in the first one they made her and even then 
that was the one problem with Wonder Woman. One was like, eh, the action scene at the end was kind of lackluster. That's because she didn't want one. And you saw in this movie, she didn't really have, like, she fought Cheetah for, like, five minutes, and it was bad CGI, and it was too dark to, like, see anything. And it was just, you know, it was just a bad fight scene. Anybody that wants to do a superhero movie, because don't, don't bring up fucking Joker to me. Anyone who wants to do a superhero movie where the main character is one of the holy trinity of DC comics and you don't want to do an action scene, you're not the right director. Mm-hmm. I don't care what kind of empowering story you can tell. Go tell that empowering story. You don't need a superhero to tell it. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like the fact that you said that it was the studio that forced them to put the best scenes in the first Wonder Woman in there, like that makes no sense. We're not talking about uh, some emotional romantic drama comic we're talking about wonder woman right like like i can't imagine someone like like imagine if the new batman movie you were like oh well we're not going to do action scenes like that so why are you doing batman just do a detective movie right exactly and even then, you you might be able to pull it off if it was a thrilling if you were going for the detective angle and what was a thrilling was a thriller basically right but even then, it's still Batman. At some point, we're going to want to see him fight some of his great best villains. And, 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 the thing, and that's the problem here. You gave us one of the best villains in Wonder Woman's rogue gallery, mm. and you didn't even want to use her. And just like in the first one, she didn't want to use, oh, what's his face? The God of War. Apocalypse. I mean, no, I'm sorry, uh, Ares. Ares. She didn't want to use Ares or recast Ares like once he became Aries, you know, they, they had the same actor's face on and it kind of looked ridiculous in context of what he's supposed to be fighting because she didn't want to have this big CGI battle, which she pretty much had anyway. Like if you're anti-CG, I get it. But there's certain movies you're not going to be able to do practically. Like nobody, none of us want to see that shit in the 20s. We're in 2021 now. We don't need practical superman we have the technology to make a good superman we don't need a practical down-to-earth just telling the everyday life of, of diana prince from Mascara. that's not what even young girls want to go see in the theater they want to see wonder woman kick ass and there was two action scenes in this movie after the opening two Right. The, the one that's in the road, which is all right, but then you realize she's losing her powers. But how much is she losing her powers? Because she's definitely kicking ass that most people can't do. And I'm fine with her learning how to fly. But you have fucking just put it in there at the end, like we're supposed to just believe she can just do this now when it hasn't been hinted at at all. It, the only, it was only a callback to a conversation they had. And it's funny, I forget which YouTuber did it. Um, it might have been uh, Mr. Sunday Movies or, 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 one, of the, or one of these uh, good YouTubes that always pick these things up. Maybe it might have been CinemaSins. But somebody made the joke that she really misses this guy she met for a couple of days almost 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to the credit of the first movie, you kind of forget they didn't know each other that long. Right. Because, because the, to the, the actor's credit, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, those two kill it when they're on screen together. You just believe they care about each other. That's good acting, which is the problem 
I have with completely trashing this movie is because when you watch the movie, they're working with the best they got. And I like Star Wars movies that have bigger problems than this. This movie is just boring. So this is like Star Wars episode two level, where it's just like, you can just tell the actors have nothing to work with. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, the talent was great. Like Pedro Pascal was great. Christian Wig was great. Like you said, uh, um, Chris- oh, and the White House action scene was pretty cool. I will say that. Like that was, I thought that was going to be like the pickup of the third act. And I'm at wrong, but I thought that was a cool action scene when they're just running. Th- when she's just, you know, mowing. But, but, that, but that's the that's the funny thing about it. She doesn't want to do action scenes, but when she does them, they're pretty good. And it's like, yo, like that's all we were asking for. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to tell a story. Look. I'm also not of the belief that, you know, I love the first Iron Man because Iron the first Iron Man wasn't just blow, 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 blow stuff up, blow stuff up, punch, punch, punch. Like, no, you can tell it. You can tell a great story with a superhero. Like, you can do it. There's a way you can do it. But this was like them running around aimlessly a couple times. Random things are happening. And it was never really explained. It was just like, oh, OK, uh, the Wishing Stone chaos cool and and by the way i love that theme too of you can't just give everybody what they want because that's just chaos if you know I me mean? because if, if everybody asks for a billion dollars then nobody's rich because everybody has a billion dollars you know what i mean like it, oh, oh no that's the weirdest part about the criticisms i've seen online too that the max lord character as pedro pascal portrayed him right i really thought that was a, that was one of the better parts of this entire movie with the lack of action at least the scenes with him up until the last scene with the, with the lasso, I at least felt like I was watching something. He doesn't feel inherently evil. He doesn't feel like he's just doing things to be the most evil dude. They did a fine job at establishing he had a rough childhood. He's trying to be a better father than he had, but he's still being a shit father. That is an easy story to tell. I thought they did it well enough. No, and that, and that part was good because another theme, like sometimes your ambition will turn you evil because you're you're forgetting what's important and it's never going to be good enough. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, and we've heard, uh, you know, artists say this a lot, you know, Dave Chappelle, J. Cole, uh, you know, you know, when you, when the mission is success, you'll never be successful enough. Like you'll never have enough. So, you know, that again, the themes of the movie I liked, and it was one of those things where some of the, just the execution wasn't good to your point. Pedro Pascal did a great job. Um, of doing his character now the only part that didn't make sense is how the hell he just knew where his kid was in the middle of chaos and he just landed in the exact same spot where his kid is and you know yeah that 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 that, the end part didn't make it literally up until the 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 final scene it was one of those like i wonder where they're going with this because he played it so well he's really more of a villain that i think would have worked better on a tv show like if Maxwell Lord was the Titans villain in season three, mm-hmm. more so than a movie villain, but and it's not like Pedro Pascal's above good episodic television. He's the fucking Mandalorian, right? Like, which is, which is fire. It's just amazing to me that out of all the ideas, it it, it is kind of mind boggling that the studio is the one that saved this part of the franchise when they're completely responsible for butchering other parts. With that being said, again, it's not like the Snyder Cut is going to be this masterpiece of infallible cinema or comic book lore. Like, Snyder has has established more than once that he doesn't necessarily get the source material with everything he makes. But with that being said, 
Tell a good story. And the scene but, that's well, on, my, that, on my screen the, right now as I'm talking is the sex scene between uh, b- between both of them, you know, random man and Diana Prince. That's uh, right. But but and that and that's the problem too, which ironically I have HBO Max um on in my background too, but I'm watching Young Justice. But anyway, um, but that's the part problem too. Like they're getting these people that don't really care about the source material. And I and I don't want to say the names because I'm gonna screw up all the names, but it's ironic though one of the dudes that they keep using for some of the other DC films and it hasn't worked out, they got him because he's a comic book writer. But ironically, he wrote Wonder Woman comics. He didn't write some of these other comic, you know, these other heroes. So that's why his vision for those movies didn't work. But when it came to doing Wonder Woman, they didn't really want to use him like that. And it's like, that doesn't make like, like what? Like, why would you not lean on him, on his expertise for the one thing that he actually would be an expert on? Like, and they used him or, or Patty Jenkins used him, but... Once again, there was reports of when it turned to creative control, she was like, yeah, you're here, but it's still my final say. And I'm still kind of basically going to do what I want. And she didn't really listen to his advice or listen to his, you know, expertise on like how the character should be portrayed or how the movie should go. So it's like, it just doesn't make sense. And my wife thought the end scene with the original Wonder Woman was fun. Like she didn't mind this movie. She kind of liked it. She didn't love it, but you know what I mean. She did, she definitely didn't hate it after we were done watching it. I didn't think they earned the Linda Carter scene at the end where she like winks at the camera. Like that's what kind of left the bad taste in my mouth initially. So I thought this was cool. This was that was my reaction on social media. It was cool. You know what I mean? And that's all I meant by it. I was just like, yeah. Like I didn't hate my viewing experience, but as I'm watching it back, it's just a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what we were talking about before with direction. It it doesn't feel like a Wonder Woman movie. It doesn't feel like a DC movie. It doesn't feel like an '80s suspense. It doesn't feel like an '80s monster. It doesn't feel like a horror movie. It doesn't doesn't have any type of distinguishable feeling to it. And if I don't feel anything while I'm watching it, what's the point of watching it? Hmm. Yep. And that and that's and that's what I'm saying. It, it's I actually like the Linda Carter scene. I love I love when you you know throw some fan service, give her some credit, um, and the play, the character that she's playing made sense. That was a great cameo, right? Again, oh, no, that that was good, and, and it was cool how how they incorporated her armor into the story. That's right. all cool too. But like we've been saying, we pretty much eliminated forty minutes of useful uh, 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 of of useless storytelling that we could have retold and had the same exact movie, but you just left out these story beats for no reason, especially when you're deprived of, of action. Because it's just the same movie with better action scenes sprinkled throughout, people would love it. Because because it, it, we're not asking for much. Mm-hmm. If there was better fight scenes, people would forgive it. Right. And, and, and here's the problem, too. I had high expectations because, like I said, I'm a DC fan and I'm hoping they figure this thing out. And Wonder Woman was good. Aquaman was good. Shazam was good. So I was hoping, like, okay, they seem to be on a roll. They seem to get their flow going. Birds of Prey also had bad reviews. Um, I can't even. Birds of Prey, I I don't, I don't, I didn't hate Birds of Prey. I like, I like Birds of Prey more than Wonder Woman 84. And I like Birds of Prey more than the original Suicide Squad. I don't think 
Wonder Woman well, 84 is a death knell to the Wonder Woman movies. Like, I don't think this is Gal Gadot's last time as Wonder Woman. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I I can't even comment on Birds of Prey because when I saw the audio was like out, so I got to watch it again because I can't remember if I liked it or not. But um, the point is, I was hoping that they would get on a roll and they found their rhythm, right? So that's why I'm so disappointed in this movie because I feel like it said it. Because here's the problem. This is a business and money controls everything. And if people are lose faith that they that they cannot make a good movie, people are going to stop watching. And if they stop watching, they're going to have to like redo this whole thing or scrap it all together and focus on something else, which is what I don't want. Because as a DC fan, I want to see the Justice League. I want to see more movies. I hate that Ray Fisher is no longer going to be Cyborg. I hate everything that's coming out of Warner Brothers right now because like it seems like none of it is good news. And every time we get some good news and we feel like we're in the right direction, we hear other things just like, oh, never mind. These guys are still, these guys are just scrambling. And then even if they have a hit, it just seems to be the pasta that's stuck to the wall. Um, so well, well, the rumor right now is the sequel was greenlit on December 27th, you know, a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago now for Wonder Woman three and Patty and Patty Jenkins is, you know, supposed to direct it, which she's one in one. You know, I'm not going to act like, oh, we've got a new director. Fix what the problems that you had the first two times. And well, make a well, movie. well, hold on. Let her direct it, but don't let her have don't let her write it. And don't let her have as much creative control because obviously her vision for Wonder Woman isn't what they need. You're right. The creative control part and and her having too much creative control over a story that she created a problem that we give shit to Warner Brothers for usually doing. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me by the time of Justice League or Batman versus Superman, no one remembers that time in 1984 where the world lost its shit for a day. Right. And that's another thing. Yes. That's another thing that just drove me crazy. The plot, the plot problems and that Wonder Woman was like never seen throughout the history, but yet she's just walking in the middle of a, of a crowded mall, full uniform on kicking everybody's behind. Nothing and because- covering her face. And she's knocking away cameras. Like that's not long enough to get a good view of your face. Like, like come on. One man. side note, because where I am in the movie now, it's uh, Steve Trevor going through the world for the first time. And the scene where he's getting dressed and he's fighting for the fanny pack like an old man would in the 1980s. And the, the clothes he's dressing up until one day she takes him to the space museum. All great shit. Like that, that is that, some of the. That, that part was fun. Yeah. And, that, and I'm just saying like. It, it's and, and it's funny. And it's funny because you mentioned this before. Again, from what I what I read and what I watched, a lot of the inspirations were from the 70s. So, like I said, that the movie that she based the whole body switch thing on, that was a 70s movie. Uh, the whole Linda Carter vibes was from the 70s cartoon. So it's like, why did you base it in 84 then? Like you might should have just based it in the 70s. It would have made more sense since it has such a 70s cheesy vibe to it. Um, cause that was another, I think she missed the mark on the tone of what superhero movies are. Like nobody wants to see the sixties Batman anymore. You know what I mean? Like even Harley Quinn, I just finished that on a uh, HBO max. Yeah. It's a parody. It's funny, but even it's a dark parody. Like, you know, it's, it, you know, even Marvel movies now, even though they're, they're very cheesy, they still have some dark undertones. This was just very cheesy and very 70s and it just it, it was tone deaf for how superhero movies are uh, and if you wanted to go that route you should have been a little bit more upfront about it and like i said make it 
like take place in the 70s, it would have made more sense. Yep. So as and we like wrap said, up here. And, and like you said, the whole world, you know, does for, just completely forgets. Oh, by the way, we're on the verge of a nuclear holocaust and everybody got their wishes granted. And by the way, we still haven't established who whose wishes are left we're still kind of up in the air on when pedro pascal recounted his, his wish did everybody else's wishes go away or did or because they made it sound like you have to individually recount your wish which cheetah never did by the way yeah so, there's there's a bunch of plot holes that will probably never be addressed in in a satisfactory and, way unless and my unless, biggest problem just happened i just want to let you know it to your to your biggest problem when she's finally starting to be cheetah in the office, when you got even the girls in the office just looking at, at her with, with the fuck me eyes, and she's sitting on the desk and she just goes, huh, honey, I, I don't need my glasses anymore. Why? Like, why? What is with, like, I get she's turning in, like, she didn't even make that wish yet, but that could have been one of the first scenes, not now when everyone has their attention, she's just talking, making everyone laugh. I don't need my glasses anymore, everybody, and everyone's like, yeah! What? <laughs> like, I get I'm watching a movie about a demigod fighting a cheetah woman with a wishing stuff. Hispanic man granting wishes in a Muslim country. I understand the, the convoluted earth I'm watching a story on, but these tropes from 80s movies aren't nostalgic in themselves. And, and, and it's funny because, again, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all the chaos from the wish, I'm hoping they're using that as another jumping point to flashpoint. I'm hoping that's what they're doing. Cause if that, if not, this is a messy, messy movie. Like that ending makes zero sense in the context of what, how history, how the rest of the world went. You know what I mean? Cause like I said, we've seen, this was a prequel movie. And when you have a prequel movie, you're supposed to tie up, you're supposed to tie up loose ends, not create more. You know what I mean? Like, so the whole, the fact that everybody around the world got their wishes granted and all this stuff was happening, but yet it's never talked about in these previous movies. Like, it's not even hinted at. They should have been calling it the 84 incident or something or something. Like, it should have been hinted at at least at some point in some freaking movie. And it wasn't. This just doesn't make sense. And it's not like people forgot. Because once the wishes were recounted, stuff just started disappearing so it's not like people's minds were wiped it was okay thank god we didn't all just die yep let's let's have joy in the street as if we weren't just killing each other i can't wait for the snyder cut so maybe we'll have something better to talk about but me and you plan on doing more dceu movies maybe we should just start at the beginning and do man of steel because i actually like that movie so I, i did too so we will have actually something positive to talk about next time. We got a bunch of uh, movies and TV. We're going to do spoiler spoiler reviews for everybody. So, hit up Charles at the not not to Chuck D and tell him to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, please. please. Let's see. If, let's see if I get that response. Tell them where they can find you, Brett. They can find me at Never for Brett Me N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on both Twitter and Instagram. And we are at the underscore dope blog on Instagram and at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter, the dope blog and podcast on Facebook. Hit us up. Let us know what you want us to review. We got the DCEU in mind. We got the Kevin Smith view a universe in mind because Jersey represent. And yes, 
Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working.